Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. of Decluttering Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. joined us for episode 33 of the Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising your living room. Do you have two living rooms, Kirst? Three? Yeah. Four? Well, if you count the kids' playroom, I that totally do. will then turn into a living room. Yeah. It'd be four. Whoa! We can, like, spin a cat and hit every wall in ours. <laughs> so, again, listeners, we're coming to you with the two different ends of the spectrum. We're Kirsty's McMansion. No, she's just got a beautiful home that's planned well for their future with kids and teenagers and hospitality and interstate family. And my little abode, which hopefully soon will be knocking down and building a house that has two living areas. You've kind of got two living areas because you've petitioned your room off really well with couches and seats. It's true. To make it two living areas. Yeah, so you can't so quite swing a cat and hit every room. No, we couldn't. We um we have a full open, like a big square is our living space and a quarter of it's kitchen, a quarter of it's dining, and then there's this long lounge area. So we've separated half into TV area and half into some nice armchairs that adults can sit and talk at particularly if the kids are sitting on the couch and taking up all the space. Yes, it's really lovely. Do you know what my dad bought? I don't know how often, how long ago he bought them, but he's definitely been using them since we've been down here. He's got those headphones that you can then listen wirelessly to the yeah, TV. We've got some of those, but never quite worked out how to connect them. So I just use them on my computer, but it means that I can be like listening to a podcast or listening to something online and get up and go and put a load of washing on, cook dinner, do anything like that with the headphones on and never lose it. It's awesome. Yeah. But I was just thinking for your space, oh. you know, if I came over or you had friends over but the kids wanted to watch something on TV, they could both put headphones on and be watching TV and it wouldn't be like, sorry, I can't hear you over the noise of the TV. What were you saying over our coffee? It's true. The only problem with that is my kids natter and talk. So it's quite a social event for them watching something together. Maybe they wouldn't if they had headphones on. But I kind of like it that they do. They wouldn't need to. It's not like you do it every night. Like every time you hop on the TV, let me get my headphones out. It's just like when we're trying to record a podcast. Yes, and we send them into the back room to play Monopoly instead. Yes, and they're really noisy like they were a couple of episodes ago. (laughs) So... Let's get back on to everybody else's living room. <laughs> so I, we were talking um, in the course that we ran last year and that we're running again this year, our Art of Decluttering course, 
And the first thing we do in any space in your home is to set a vision. And I think that's particularly important in your living room is to really specify what your vision is and what the purpose of the space is. Is it that you would work from home and be able to sit with a laptop on your computer? Is it that you would host big groups and meetings in your home? Or is it just you and your hubby eating dinner on the couch? Is it an area, do you want an area for play where the kids can play at adults' feet? You know, really setting a vision and what the purpose is. And that will help you know how best to declutter and then organize it. Exactly. And if you have several living spaces like I do, then yeah, having that vision and purpose for each different space and thinking about how you use that and how best to use it. Like what's the function of it? Are you always sitting down to use your laptop, but then you realize that you're nowhere near a PowerPoint. So then you have to run like an extension cord to be able to plug your laptop in when the battery is dying or as you said is it when you've got little kids and they're tiny little kids and you need to change their nappies all the time do you have a station near you within reach that you can reach for spew cloths and nappies and wipes etc and sometimes we'll have a vision and then you need to look at reality so the vision might be that you'll have all your friends over and you'll have cups of tea and you'll natter away, but the reality is actually you're constantly walking around, someone's got a baby on their hip, you're trying to break up fights of the three and four-year-old fighting over a toy, and so maybe you need your living space to actually be less cluttered with coffee tables and more space for kids to play within eyesight. Yeah, I was over at a friend, this beautiful friend, Sue Ellen's, the other night, and Emily loved it because it had no coffee table. So Emily was just able to do cartwheels and show her dance routine off and do gymnastics the whole time. And Sue Ellen's daughter, Sarah, is 16 and was also is also a ballet dancer and also loved that space growing up because it was it, they've got a really long lounge room dining room and the kids could just play in it that's so, right and she she actually said this is why we don't have a coffee table people go oh it's a bit odd not having a coffee table but it works for their family mm-hmm. and the purpose that they use that house in so it's also about not having other people's expectations on you mm. and letting go of even letting go of your own expectations like do you really need a coffee table or could you do with a side table in between two couches where you can rest your coffee cups and like what is it what is it that you actually need for this season in your life or in this specific house that you have or the 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 even if it's not your ideal house like if you're renting or if you're going to knock down and rebuild like Amy and Cal are going to do like what works for this specific time in your life and this specific space and what do you actually need and what can you let go of and what expectations can you let go of for your own self and something that I love encouraging people to do is really assess the furniture that they have in their lounge space so we often have too many lounge suites for people that we ever host. Too many coffee tables, too many side tables, too many lamps. And the whole living space becomes cluttered, not because the pillows are on the ground or because someone's left their socks or a device there, but actually because there's just too much furniture. And so we really want to encourage you to look at your living room with fresh eyes and think, well, how many chairs do we need? So in our home, we don't have any coffee tables um, and we don't even have side tables. What we chose to do is go to Ikea and get some stools that function as extra seats at our dining table when we've got over um, eight people, which is how many 
dining chairs we have, but we can also use them as a little coffee stool and we can move that or the kids can take them outside and use them around the barbecue so that they're multi-purpose and they stack. So they're sitting in the corner quietly minding their own business. <laughs> and so we need to pull them out and put a cup of tea or a child on them. Yeah, we have a beautiful coffee table that is great for this season of our life, but would totally not have worked when we had young kids because it's glass coffee table. Yeah, that wouldn't have worked. And it's so beautiful and we absolutely love it. I love, love, love it. And our space is big enough to suffice it. Like it's, it's, that's not even the right way of saying it. It It's a new way of saying it. I quite like it. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, grandma people who know the right words. Do you know their grandma? Grandma, not grandma. I said grandma. I thought you said grandpa people. (laughs) Oh, we're all over it today, people. All over it. We'll put our teeth back in and we'll be good grandma, grandma peoples. So we have a coffee table that's really beautiful, but we have got side table, a side table in that same room that works well for the being able to put your coffee cup on when you're sitting in the corners of the couch. And as I said, the coffee table works now for us, but it totally wouldn't have worked years ago when we had No, my kids. children ended up with so many cuts and bruises from coffee tables because hmm. that's how most kids learn to walk, isn't it? They just like circle the coffee table. Yeah. My, my 10-year-old nephew is doing that yeah. right as we speak probably. Yeah, because that's how you learn to walk. Hmm. So it's like an Australian tradition. You've got to have a coffee table. The kid gets bruised and bumped and cut and then you get rid of it because you realize actually it's just a hazard. They can learn to walk on the couches, which are much softer. <laughs> I do like that idea of functionality, though. Like, what else can we have? What else have you seen in lounge rooms, living rooms that are superfluous? I think often tall bookshelves in living spaces can be superfluous because unless you've got nowhere else to put it, like if you've just got the one living area and you want to have a bookshelf, that's fine. But I often find that people will have a bookshelf because they feel like that's what you should do in a living space. But it's filled with books they never read or ornaments they don't look at and it becomes like a dumping ground. And so instead of popping things like on the bench, they'll or put Or finding it... a home for everything oh, and no, putting it away no, in the that's, home. No, that's what I mean. Like instead of putting it on the bench, they put it on the bookshelf, but it's even harder to remember. So if you're going to dump your stuff, at least dump it where you'll remember to put it away at night time. <laughs> but bookshelves can kind of attract that clutter. So sometimes I will say to people, you know, do you need this bookshelf? Is that a bookshelf that you use? Is that a bookshelf that you love having there? Um, and really assessing that. And excess couches. The amount of people that have like one couch too many and just by reducing it, like the room feels bigger and they feel like they enjoy it more can make a massive difference. Yeah, and you get that white space back like we were talking about last week. You've got space in that room for your eyes to rest instead of going, too much, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I would prefer if I wanted my living room to feel more homely rather than adding another couch, I would much prefer to add a throw or a blanket or a cushion or something like that that kind of brings colour and soft furnishings rather than like a whole nother big piece of chunky furniture. Unless, of course, that's what you actually need. If oh, you've yeah, got if you need it, go for it. people in your family have Absolutely. lots of couches. Or you can get bean bags. Bean bags? Mm, bit 80s. Bit germ-phobed? Germ-phobed. Oh, that's still not the right word. I'm struggling with words today. Yeah, but as in like too germy to sit on a beanbag. Oh, imagine sitting on the beanbag after Jesse's gone and played basketball. Imagine him but sitting on it. how's that different to a couch? 
I don't know. And I don't let my kids sit on the couch after they come in from basketball. That's disgusting. It's probably not any different from a couch, you're right. Sorry to just burst your bubble. Now oh, you're not no. going to sit on anyone's couch. I'm never going to sit on anyone's couch ever again. Just <laughs> I hope in case they're comfy. <laughs> <laughs> they are really comfy. These are the ones that I got from Boots for All. That's right. And actually, in a couple of weeks, we're doing a whole episode on places that you can take your donations to and awesome charities to support. Because so many people say, oh, we have old basketball boots. Where do we take them? We have old blankets. Where do we take them? So we're going to do a whole episode with our top tips for places to take your donatables. <laughs> Excellent. Can't wait for that one. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that's not so secret anymore. We've done episodes on linen cupboards, toys, wardrobes, pantries, jewellery and so many more. So if you're new to the art of decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on entryways. We keep hooks right next to our door for our keys. Mm. So that coming and going, we put our keys straight away. So if you haven't got somewhere to store your car keys, you can go as simple as what Kirsty was saying, and that's just putting a basket somewhere near the door or on top of something that you know where it is and just make sure they always go in there. And for us, that's just hanging them up near the door. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks. Kes, can I just say, I've seen photos of your living room and it looks like an interior designer has come in and styled your living room, whereas mine's very functional. Did you do that yourself? Like, is that your natural eye or have you had a designer come in? Simon has a really, really good eye for that stuff. It has been enhanced by having an interior designer come in and help us, though. Uh <laughs> I like that. Enhanced, not fully developed. So no. he or she came in and gave you the extra tips and few yes. things to do. Yes. Well, it worked. It's beautiful. Yes. She was amazing. Is it someone that you, like often our clients are asking for interior design ideas and we're often able to give them really practical ideas or suggest a few little things. But I love having a couple of designers that I can refer clients to Um do you want to give a shout out to any of your interior design people that you use and send clients to or that has done your place? Yes, I have a few. Can I say a few? Oh, all right, just because I like you. So the lady that the beautiful, beautiful friend of mine, Rochelle Morris from Nudge Interiors, did our latest styling of our home and she is in Sydney and Melbourne. 
And then my beautiful friend Prue Ram is from my decorator. <laughs> Had a mental blank there for a second. My decorator, and she is located in the Hills District in Sydney, and they're both amazing interior decorator designers. How about That's you? That's good. Um, I use White Pebble Interiors, Frances Cosway, because we've worked together and we've known each other through business connections, and she just has an eye for making spaces look beautiful and functional without cluttering them. Mm-hmm. So there's never like one too many cushions or too many indoor plants. She just has that touch. And so once you've finished decluttering with Kirsty and I, it is a great idea if you can't afford to have an interior designer come in, have a look on Pinterest or flick through house and have a look at some really cool ways that you can enhance your decluttered space without cluttering it up again. Yes, be very intentional about what you actually bring back into your home. Only bring in beautiful items that you absolutely love and you don't need 12 candles. You might have one. Or three. Do you like a vignette? Three. Is that what yeah. that's called? Yeah, and three. Is Francis taught me that. A vignette. Oh, vignette. Yes. Three. Three. Okay, Kirsty says three. Three, and not necessarily candles, but three. Three items. For a vignette. Okay. Vignette away, people. <laughs> but be thoughtful and intentional, people. We don't want you to, de- to cl- declutter your home and then clutter it up again with excess. And it's even good to have a think about what you do in seasons. So we have throw rugs, but obviously in the peak of summer in Melbourne, we're not using our throw rugs all that often. You're not using them today on a 39 degree day? I know. Who would have thought? They're totally away and the aircon is on. (laughs) So what we have is integrated storage so that when we're not needing the throw rugs, they don't just sit on the couch unnecessarily. So they actually go away for summer. And so have a think about too, when you're designing your furniture or buying your furniture, Are there places that you can store things that you don't need? If you've got a sofa bed, is there somewhere that you can put all the linen for that really close without it constantly looking like it's out or that you've got things around? Yes, we saw some baskets in Kmart last night. Oh, we had fun in Kmart last night. (laughs) And we did see some baskets you could use for your linen and all types of different things. And even Ottomans often have storage. Or you can even make your own Ottoman if you're that kind of handy person is make a, um, I was going to call it a hatch. What's it called? Like when it goes up and down. I'm using my hand. A lid, but like a (laughs) a hinged lid that goes on your ottoman. And then you can store cushions and things in there um, when you need to. Yeah, we have a blanket box in our other, in our adults only lounge room. Formal lounge, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a formal lounge. It's just preferred to be adults only, but they it's got a TV in there. So the kids are often in there when they're separated watching their own Netflix shows. That's cool. Um, and that's where we store some camping gear, actually. Some, I know it's an odd place to store it's a really it. really odd place. Yeah. It's not camping gear, I should say. It's like sleeping bags and oh, okay. extra doona. So if you've got a kid coming for a sleepover, you might choose to use that then. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And and we have one of those collapsible storage baskets from Kmart or the like Target that has our blankets and extra pillows in that lives in the back rumpus room. Have you ever seen Everybody Loves Raymond? I have. You know Marie and Frank's house, how there's the couch that they always sit on that's covered in plastic? Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, I'm um, part Cypriot and most of our friends growing up are wogs. And there were multiple houses when we grew up where the living room had the plastic on the couch or there were adult only lounge rooms and they still had the plastic on the couches. 
Do you know that the term wog is really offensive in other countries? Yeah, I, and it's actually quite offensive to an older generation. So mm. I would never call my parents friends wogs, but my generation, so all cousins and all our family friends, it's actually a real badge of honour. Yeah. So I apologise if you are offended by that. I mean it with the greatest of love because that's how I identify myself. Yeah. I moved to the UK and that was a long, long time ago when the movie Wog Boy, even before the movie Wog Boy was out. And I said to my housemates who were British and one particular housemate who was Scottish and I said Wog and she refused to talk to me. Wow. And it was, took so much offence. Like, cause, and I was like, oh, but it's not offensive. No. Like, in the Aussie culture, it's actually quite... Yeah, it's camaraderie. But it, but it and... was offensive back in the early 60s and late 60s. Yeah. And it means something. I think it means something different in the UK. I think it's actually very derogative okay. about um, Southeast Asians, maybe. Ah. Well, I speak of my Mediterranean history with such love. Yes. And we are wogs and we're proud of it. And I love the wog life. Good. I just wanted but we to... don't put the plastic on our couches anymore, thank goodness. That's gone. I'm pretty sure that went out in the early 90s. What about nonas? Are they still, have they still got them? I think I guarantee Not... you that there there's will be some, some Italian grandma somewhere in Melbourne and Sydney. There will be some. Maltese love the plastic too. Do they? Because yeah. your family's Maltese. My extended in, family. In-laws family, mm. yes. Well, I haven't seen plastic on a couch in probably... 15 years. Well, that's a good thing. That's a very, very good thing. At least the plastic, you don't get sweat, though. The plastic, you do sweat. <laughs> no, you sweat, but you can oh, you clean it off. Oh, you share the sweat. And so you don't it's necessarily not like a share. Exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. That is our top tips for a lounge room and living room is don't keep plastic on your couches and also don't keep beanbags because they're gross. <laughs> you can totally keep plastic on your couch if that's what you so desire and you can totally have as many beanbags as you want as well. So we're going to quickly do a shout out to an iTunes review that someone has left. We love it when we get your feedback on our Facebook page or when we get it on iTunes. So I'm going to read this one out. Um, you'll know who you are. Your username is Brass Beep, Brass Bottom, let's say, for those of us that have children listening. And I'm just going to read it out. It says, I look forward to each podcast the girls release and I listen as I drive, clean, walk, cook, etc." I've learnt so much and my home is becoming streamlined and organised with practical systems and minimal stuff. Love your work, Amy and Kirsty. So thank you so much for leaving that five-star review. We just love that we get to come and share our story with you, share our experiences. We get to hang out because we love each other and it makes it all fun. Yes, we make each other laugh daily. So we just thought we'd share that enjoyment with all of you. So you're so lucky, listeners. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us for Living Room Week. We hope that you can go into your living room with fresh eyes. You can assess your furniture. You can find a home for everything. Maybe think about some functionality of how you want your living room to work. Yeah, and that you can create a vision and a purpose for each room and that you can find appropriate storage for the things that you need to keep close by. Have an amazing week and we look forward to joining you again next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organised PO. 
You can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.